With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Good Calls. I'm Dean Blandino. Another episode, episode 21. Has it been 21 already? I've been sitting across. The band is back. We're back together after a week hiatus. Travis and Joe are both here. We're in the same room. Feels good. I can look at Travis and make him uncomfortable. I already am starting to sweat. He's starting to get uncomfortable. <laughs> Travis Hansen. What's up, Producer man? extraordinaire. Welcome back. Thank you. Joe Madrid, audio. What's e- up? Extraordinaire. Something. Extraordinaire. <laughs> no, it's worked. The audio has been, it's been great. Um... So let's get into it. You know, not to, I mean, I, I mean, we have to talk about it. Unbelievable news um, on Sunday. Um, Kobe Bryant passing away in a helicopter crash. I mean, this this is one of those where um, it's like I can't think of, th- try to think of a bigger, in terms of the NBA, like a, a former player other than Michael Jordan. Right. Like, this is as big as it gets and 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 so many people were were um affected you know i we all watched kobe we all the guy was universally loved um just an unbelievably tragic thing that happened and I know, you know joe's a big laker fan so obviously it hits a little little closer to home for you um just weird like the whole thing is just kind of surreal it is i was thinking about it today and I've had some some of the some great moments watching Kobe. I remember watching like winning the finals. I mean, when I, you and I first met, we were watching Kobe. You know, yep. watching Kobe, and I know you joke around about it all the time, but like we were wearing Dude, the full we, uniform. You, the full you, uniform. You I said you, you should were, wear it to the show. You were Kobe. pretty sure I was him. You thought day. you were Kobe, and, and you were but, but I think of some Kobe. of those some of the celebrations that I've had throughout my early twenties, and just that's the power. You know, that's the, the power, time. and we were that's the power of sports, right? And look, the bottom line is is that we're not Kobe Bryant passing or whoever the other other whether it's a celebrity or an athlete somebody that we looked up to and we were a fan of passing it doesn't affect our everyday life right it doesn't like i'm going to wake up tomorrow and i'm going to do what i was supposed to do regardless right. of whether Kobe is here or not but like what you said Joe we we kind of we think about that person and what that person means to us because of the experiences that we've had watching that person being a part of, you know, whether it's, whether it's an actor that we like in that movie or like you said, 2010 finals or watching him score 81 points. We, it's all part of our experience and that's what, you know, we kind of miss, right? And that's what makes it so tragic. And obviously, you know, the people that, that should be, you know, it's horrible. His family, he, his, yeah. his, he loses, you know, not just Kobe, his daughter. There were, there were, what, nine people on that, yeah. on that helicopter that, that their families are now changed forever. But it's one of those deals where, again, it doesn't impact our everyday life, but what it does, at least in my opinion, it's, it's kind of when somebody like that passes, that is universally known, it, it kind of brings us all together and it's a reality check. And you'll see it. You'll see it on social media with what, what is the message? Life is short. 
Life is short. Life is short. Anything, it could happen to any one of us at any time. And it's that reality check where we get caught up so much in our everyday lives and doing, and we forget to, you know, it's a cliche, but we, you know, we forget to smell the roses. We forget to like take time to, to appreciate the things that we have and our, our loved ones and, and the people that we, that we interact with. And that's what I think like something like this, it kind of just takes us to that back to, to center that, that kind of ground floor. And that's, you know, that's what I take from it. And it's, it's sad. It's just really sad. And it's terrible, um, man, you know, and being a father of a daughter, it hits you in another way, you know, as oh, well. Well, yeah, just yeah multiple times general. throughout the day. I just like, I thought about his, his family and, and his, his daughter and my daughter, and I just would, would tear up. It just, it just hits you. And, and I'm sure it was the same with you, Dean, with, with your sons. And like, it's so fragile and it is. And that's, and like, not to, uh, and, and I'm like being serious and it may like, I think it's a time for us to all like, I appreciate you guys. Like Thanks, I really Dean. do. Thanks Dean. I appreciate, appreciate you, you too, too buddy. Yeah. And, and you know, and just, and, and it's interesting thinking about the, it tends to be like these, these like small aircraft, right? These small, you look at some of the, the athletes or famous people that have passed in, in, in aviation disasters. And, and this is just another, another person, another celebrity, another athlete in that, in that list. Like the one, I remember Roy Holiday, remember Roy, mm-hmm. Roy Holiday yeah. passed away in, in, in 2017. I was in New York when Corey Lytle in 2006 hit. hit. I, I knew Corey personally. Yeah. Actually. I mean, we grew up in the same town. And and he, you know, small, small aircraft, and it hit an apartment building in Manhattan. And obviously, having been lived in New York during 9-11, when yeah. that happens, people, it, it definitely brought back some some crazy, crazy memories. You know, you think about Payne Stewart, um, who passed away uh, even, and, and I went back and looking at a list, and, and some that I really had forgotten about, the the U.S. amateur boxing team in 1980, 14 members of the team were, were, were among 87 killed in a commercial airliner crash in, in Poland. Thurman Munson. I'm sure Yankee fans remember Thurman yep. Munson. Um, I remember, you know, I never got a chance to watch him play. I, I was, I was one year old when he passed, but Roberto Clemente, yep. you know, Roberto Clemente was, was Hall of Famer, an unbelievable player, was traveling from, from Puerto Rico to Nicaragua to assist, um, you know, victims of an earthquake in that, in that area and, and passed away in a small, a small aircraft crash. Uh, it's just pretty crazy. The list goes on and on. The Mark, the Marshall football team, right? Yeah. You know, the uh, one that I didn't even realize Rocky Marciano died in a plane crash. Really? I Rocky didn't know that Marciano. Either. Yeah. 1969 died in a plane, a plane crash in, in, in Iowa. And then, I mean, the list of, and then non-athletes, you think about... Richie Valens. Richie yeah, Valens. The day the music died. Buddy Holly. Um, you know, there was Leonard Skinner, was oh, members of Leonard one. Skinner in the 70s. You remember John John F. Kennedy Jr. and and, and Carolyn Bissett. Um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah died in a plane crash. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many. It's, it's scary. It's really scary. And um, it's just, again, life is fragile. And... Uh, you know, it's just one of those deals, but, um, to kind of, to kind of shift gears. And I know like, just, I, I feel like we need, I don't want to get too down right now. I feel right. like we need a little, like, you know, who would bring us up right now is Ray Mendez. I want like, if Ray <laughs> Mendez was here, <laughs> Ray Mendez wouldn't let us sink too deep into the, into the pity pool right now. Ray would be like, listen, look at me. You think I'm, you think I'm, I'm pitying myself. I just, I just, I just did an Iron Man. Okay, so let's go. Ray on the show. Kobe would want us to move forward. Okay, so let's do it. We are going to get Ray Mendez. Um, one more thing, and just I know we, my brother has been on the show. So here's to to put it all to to put a bow on it. Okay, (laughs) here's my brother's take. Okay, okay, Celtics Pelicans. Both teams started the game opening up with a 24-second violation violation, second violation. In, in memory of Kobe, okay? So sad what happened, but basically a minute gone from the game. That affects the over-under. <laughs> oh, my God. That was his text. Oh. So, okay, if you're going to honor your, any, anyone like that, don't let it impact 
the betting line is basically <laughs> what he's saying. I well, I think that's my brother, everyone. <laughs> I, I think they should have canceled the games. Come then. born from the same womb. <laughs> We've come from the same, the he's same one of a kind, and that's that's great. mother and father raised in the same house. We pretty much had the same childhood. He obviously had the over on that game. He clearly. Um, there was another story I, I heard on my on my drive over here was the Mavericks are going to retire number twenty four, and I would guess the NBA will do other. Yeah, things. I think that'll be a that'll be a kind of a league wide thing. You know, you think about numbers that have been retired across the league, and like like a Jackie Robinson and things like yeah. that, and they they wear forty two on on uh, certain. So maybe this is I could see the NBA doing something like a. Every January twenty sixth, every, every will January twenty sixth, everybody Day. would wear twenty four. You know, something like that. I think it's a little bit. How do you do that? With it's hard with, fouls, with basketball. Yeah. Baseball is a little bit different, but maybe um, you just wear a patch for the do, rest of the year. Do for something. Sure. I'm sure it's this. This is a guy. You know, even and to, here's like the we talked about the just the the level of people that he that he touched. Like my mom was heartbroken. Because, you know, Kobe spent part of his childhood in, in Italy. His yeah. dad played internationally. He spoke fluent Italian. Um, my mom has watched him do uh, interviews in Italian. My mom coming from Italy, you know, came here when she was 17. So she was a just a huge Kobe Bryant fan. She, she was broken up about it. It's just one of those things where, again, it doesn't impact our daily life, but it impacts us in such a way when somebody like that passes. Because, mm-hmm. again... We all have shared we've we've shared experiences with with him. You yeah. know, we we don't know him, we haven't met him, yeah. but we've shared experiences. Yeah. With and him. isn't it crazy? It's a day after LeBron passes passed up his record. Passed yeah. up his record. That was wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's. Yeah, I got a text from from a friend of mine, and it was it hadn't hit any social media yet, and I was like, "There's no way this is true." Well, that, yeah. that, think about that. Well, Travis brought this up. Talk about the fact that, and this this goes to so TMZ breaks this story. Okay, and they break the story. And when TMZ breaks the story, it's like we we didn't know if it was true or not. Right. This isn't like CNN. Not that TMZ has become has become the their go to. They are breaking stories in sports. Okay, but it was like TMZ broke it, and your your immediate thought is: Is this real? This can't be true. Is this not true? Whereas if it were, you know, the LA Times or CNN or whatever, Fox, Fox, if, if it were, then it would have been more like accepted. If they hadn't already, they've cemented themselves as a newsbreaker in this business. And, well, I and tell you, they, they're always right. My experience like, with the NFL, you know, TMZ with, the, with Ray Rice. I mean, you think the league that caused so much, so much consternation within the league office when TMZ released the video of Ray Rice in the in the elevator. Um that was like NFL security. They were trying to get this this tape and TMZ ends up with it. And it mm-hmm. and that created a lot of issues for the NFL when it came to, you know, with the the domestic the domestic violence and everything else. He had been suspended for two games. The video comes out now two games. What is that? It's so it's unbelievable where they've come um with breaking these stories. And obviously I have personal experience with TMZ sports. Not, not, not well, like. the point you were trying to make, what, what <laughs> you were bringing up was TMZ broke the story before the sheriff's department was able to alert the next. And that's, can, and that's, that's the hard part about, and look, this is the, this is the environment and the, and the world that we are in today in that with social media and all these things, you're like somebody in the family of any any anyone involved in that crash is going to see this and they don't know if it's real right. and that has to be i don't that might even be worse than yeah. than yeah. knowing because you because won't believe we don't like, believe it as fans and family know. members are going to be like i don't believe that i That's don't not know true. i'm not sure yeah. and it's like then you have this kind of like hanging over your head like oh my god i just want to know is it yeah. true and uh yeah it's so hard it's it's i don't know i mean i get it like they're trying to break Every, stories but y- you everyone wants to get it out there first they want to be the first to break the news well yeah and and this is this will be one that everybody remembers you know everybody remembers you know what they were doing and where they were um and and it's sad it's sad i might have and and he's this i've you know my 9 year old who never never watched kobe Kobe play and he was upset and asking about it you yeah. know so it's it's just one of those deals um 
So one story I have with Kobe, my wife and I are spending um, uh, Valentine's Day at Catalina Island. Mm-hmm. And we walk past Kobe and his wife on Valentine's Day. From me to you, eight feet away, Dean. And Kobe's right there. And I kind of hit my wife. I'm like, Caitlin, Caitlin. And I was like, there's Kobe right there. And she just like wide mouth looked at him and like just froze and like watched him walk by. And some other people that were like, yeah, that's Kobe right there, guys. And that's um, and that's nice, Travis. It didn't really add anything to the conversation at you all. You didn't say anything to him? It didn't, you didn't talk to him? You didn't no, say anything? I, I, no, because being a, being a member of the media working in the sports world, I always just like, uh, you know, I let people do their... <laughs> being a member of the media and working in the sports world, I, oh, wow. I, rub, I, just, elbows, I rub elbows with these, with these guys I just all let the guys time. live their lives. I just like... No, I, I don't like to stop suburbs either, but I think Kobe, I probably would have... There's the, a the, level. The, the, this thing was my wife was Let's, so. We're going to do that. She we're going to we're going to talk about that after the break. We're going to talk about the level of celebrity where it's oh where it's legal to stop them. Okay, that that we're going to do that rule and we're going to break that down in the in the after the break. Let's let's shift gears. Let's talk Super Bowl. Obviously, Super Bowl Fifty Four on Fox coming up February second, and the Super Bowl crew was was released. And I just want to talk a little bit about the crew. We talked about it last week and how. Um, you know, historic because of the makeup of the crew and having five African American officials on the crew. And again, and this and this goes toward the really the NFL. And look, the NFL is getting a lot of heat right now because a, a, another coaching hiring cycle without without a, you know an African American head coach being hired. You did have Ron Rivera, um, who's who's of uh, Puerto Rican and Mexican descent, um, but. Look, when you have a when you have a a, a player pool that is what seventy percent African American, and you have very few African Americans in positions of leadership, whether it's head coach, general manager, um, that's an issue. And and so the league is taking is taking some heat in terms of um, the you have the Rooney Rule, which a lot of people feel is just a rubber stamp that you know you have to interview a, a, a candidate, a minority candidate, and I think. A lot of the, I know a lot of the the minority um, assistant coaches that go through that process, they feel like in in some instances that it's just checking a box and it's not it's not genuine. Um, but this, I think, was it was nice to see, and you know, and I've been in those meetings and I've put that crew together for the Super Bowl, and you're always looking at at look, you want to put the best officials, and you want it to be the best possible crew, but but inclusion and diversity is is certainly a consideration and it was nice to see that but you look at the makeup of the crew and bill vinovich is the referee and we'll get to him a little bit later because vinovich worked a certain game that that a lot of people especially in new orleans remember um vinovich working his second super bowl he worked uh he worked a game that joe remembers fondly Super Bowl 49, I believe it was, in Glendale, mm-hmm. Seattle, New England, where uh, Joe watched an amazing finish and then got to party with the Patriots because he got on the wrong bus <laughs> after the game. <laughs> got on the wrong bus Whoops. after the game. So instead of coming to the post-dinner officiating dinner, which was lovely. Oh, my God, way, you're, you're doing this right now? Which was lovely, by the way. He... Got on the wrong bus and ended up back at the Patriots Hotel and ended up being ushered into the party and was doing shots with Gronk and partying with, you know, Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and Pitbull, Rick Pitbull, Ross, Rick Ross, John Jones, John Jones. So and while we the the I heard that all, the ice sculpture was beautiful. The ice sculpture time, was amazing. The the prime the prime rib was to die for. It was delectable. It was, it was very, it was, it was just classy. We all had a nice time. We talked about the game. Um, the drinks were certainly, I wouldn't say flowing, but they were, they were there. And, uh, but Joe was partying. So, so anyway, <laughs> hold on a second, just to clear my name, I did send you a text saying, yes, he sent me a text. I'm at the Patriots after yeah. party. I'll come. I'm on my way. I'm waiting and for what, you. What does a good friend say? I said, no, stay Don't there. <laughs> stay there. And okay. I would have left because yes. to show my gratitude yes. for the, uh, I know. the great week. He was also but you there. You said stay there. Yes. I can't even get into that party. Stay. Yes. I said, all right, I'm here. Stay there. Yes. No problem. Are you sure? Yes. All right, I'm staying. Okay. So then you've got Barry Anderson at umpire. This is Barry's first Super Bowl assignment. Ken Payne 
As the down judge, this is Ken's third Super Bowl assignment. Carl Johnson, line judge, former um, vice president of officiating. This is his second Super Bowl assignment. Michael Banks, field judge, second. Boris Cheek, side judge, third. Greg Steed, back judge, second. And then Mike Chase is the replay official, first Super Bowl assignment. So a really a good crew. You know, what does that process look like? You put the crew together. This week for the officials will look like Wednesday they'll get into Miami. Um, they will, they, a lot of them will have their families there. This is an opportunity in the officiating world. When you get a game like this, it's an opportunity to give back to your family. And it's because just like players, just like coaches, officials, they, they, they sacrifice a lot and they, they're, they're away, you know, weekends, Thursday nights, Monday nights, they're in the off season, they're traveling and they sacrifice a lot of time away from their families. So the Super Bowl is always a time when they bring their families and the families get to to spend time and to celebrate. It's it's the officials are there to work a game, but it's to celebrate their families. Thursday they will have a dinner, an officiating dinner with the, all the crew and their families and it's such a that's a that's my one of my favorite events of the year. And everybody gets a chance. Every official gets a chance to come up, introduce his family, say, you know, whatever it is. Um, I used to speak at that dinner, and uh, and it was always a thrill for me to see the families and, and, and how much they were, uh, they were enjoying it. Um, Friday, they'll do a walkthrough at the stadium. And the walkthrough, you will not believe, when you watch the coin toss on Sunday night, how much the coin toss has been practiced. And Friday, <laughs> yes. So they will do a walkthrough at the stadium. How many times will they flip it on they, Friday? They go through. I remember I remember the Super Bowl where George Bush was, um, W was going to, um, no, not W, it was H. It was George H. He was going to flip the coin. And Carl Chaffers was the referee. And he, the whole thing, like literally he was more worried about, he was more worried about the coin toss than the game. (laughs) He was. And I was like, you're going to, you're going to stress me out because you're worried about the coin toss. And he was like, he was arguing because what we told him and what everybody we talked to said, you call him Mr. President. And he's like, but he's not the president anymore. And I was like, I don't care. Call him Mr. President, okay? <laughs> Let's just get this thing over Isn't that with. the rule? You always call former presidents Mr. Yes, president? he was Mr. President. And so it was like this big thing. And he finally got through the coin toss, and I was like, okay, we're going to have a good game. But he <laughs> that, was the, that was the Houston game. That was Atlanta-New England when New England came back. That was a 28-3 game. So they will, they will go through the coin toss the national anthem, they'll practice all of that. Then the officials will have, they'll have a dinner on their own with the, with the officials union that, that sponsors that dinner. They'll spend time with their families. They'll have a pregame meeting Friday. Um, at some point Saturday, they'll, they'll spend majority of the day breaking down film, looking at, looking at, um, you know, two teams, trends, tendencies, all of that. Sunday they get up, they get to the stadium, it's the longest day ever. It's so long. And, and they're on the East Coast. It's going to be in Miami. So the game kicks off at what? 6, 630. 6.30. You're at, you're at the stadium at like 2 o'clock. Like one thirty, And by the time you want to pull your hair out, like it is, <laughs> it is so long. And there's not a ton to do because normally officials get to the game three hours before. They're getting there like four and a half, five hours. So you've got an extra two hours that, you know, is not normal. And, you know, that's why you like that. You like when it's on the West Coast because the game is, it starts earlier, it's earlier in the day. So um, they'll get there, but then kickoff, there's a lot of hype, but it's just another game. What I do want to talk about th- before we go to break is that Vinovich, um, he worked what game? What 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 game was Bill Vinovich the referee for? That we've we've we had a rule change because of that damn game. Rams and Rams Saints. Saints. Rams Saints. Okay, and so there are a lot of people saying, how could he get the Super Bowl after officiating that game? Well, Bill Vinovich is one of the best referees in the NFL. He he really what I find interesting is at the referee position he wasn't involved in that call. It's not his call. He's not involved. Um, the two officials that were involved in that call. Patrick Turner, who was the down judge, and Gary Cavalletto, who was the side judge, neither of those officials got a playoff assignment this year. I was going to ask okay? about that. Cavalletto got an alternate assignment, but neither one got a playoff assignment. 
coincidence? Eh, I don't think so. I don't think so. So um, it's just one of those deals. That's a play that sticks with you. Uh, I think, you know, quite frankly, I would have done the same thing because if you gave one of those two officials a playoff assignment and God forbid something happened and they were involved, it would be a PR nightmare. Right. Which they probably wouldn't have had. What's the whistle? Because there's... Like, I just thought it was officials. a good time to blow a whistle. Good time to blow a whistle. <laughs> but no, but that's the thing. And those, those are the things that you have to take into consideration. Like, and it sucks, but um, are we going to have to mark this explicit because I said sucks? Yeah. I don't know. I think I mark them all explicit you now. You do? Right. It sucks, but you you have to make those types of decisions because we no longer... It's no longer... You, you can't make these decisions in a vacuum. You have to consider all factors... And if one of those officials was involved in something controversial this playoffs, then people would point to that game and say, how could you have that official in the game? And, and that's, that's just part of it. So um, with that said, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk a little Pro Bowl. We're going to talk a little MMA. And, uh, and then we're going to do a life rule breakdown next on Good Calls. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. It's Dean Blandino coming at you with the rules. Don't step back because he'll hit you like a fool. Don't tweet him because he'll hit you back. He'll hit you back with his fat ass. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Calls. I'm Dean Blandino. That that is when we first when we first started our theme music. Travis, otherwise known as the 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 what's my I don't rap know, name? He's the bootleg Eminem. Um, decided to rap. That was just off the top of his head. Like that was freestyle. It was and pretty good. It was actually pretty good, Travis. Freestyle. <laughs> I didn't know you I've guys were going to play it. That's I've great. been waiting 21 weeks to do that. It's unbelievable. I mean, I would have died. You you really, you missed out. You missed your calling. You, you should have been Eminem before Eminem. Um, all right, let's, let's talk Pro Bowl. So, look, the Pro Bowl is, 
Have you? When's the last time you got excited about a Pro Bowl? Uh, I was probably twelve or thirteen, I would think. Yeah, so. I can't. I can't. Like, and I worked for the NFL for a long time. And look, the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl has been something with the NFL. It's interesting because it was for many years. It was in Hawaii. It was seen as a reward. It was after the Super Bowl. It was seen as a reward after a long season um, of these guys putting their bodies on the line. That you, you were honored by your by your peers, and you went to the Pro Bowl. You went to a beautiful location, and the game was kind of an afterthought. But it was just a reward, and you got to take your family. But what I noticed when I went to Hawaii for the Pro Bowl, and, and it's beautiful, and, the, and the, the players would stay at this kind of resort that was kind of out of the way. Um, and, you know, everything, the, the the officials and everybody else would stay in Waikiki. And it's a great environment, and the fans love it. But it became like less and less of of like a thing. Like the play, the younger players don't want to go to Hawaii. Like younger players, when we, when we met with the PA and they talked about the Pro Bowl, where do you think the where do you think the younger players wanted to play the Pro Bowl? Vegas, Vegas. Vegas. Okay, is that an option? We and think that, not not fifteen years ago. Right, it's coming. Where, where, where where's the draft this year? Right, Vegas. Five years ago, if I would have told you the draft in twenty twenty was going to be in Vegas, you would have been like, no way. So so that potential is coming, but the Pro Bowl has become look. It's a different sport. It's it's not. It's tackle football. It's not a baseball all-star game where the the potential for injury is not as as you know is not as great as what a football game is. So if these guys are going to play all out, you you're not going to you see guys that lose their, you know, Luke make get injured in a pro bowl that just doesn't I mean who was the running back that played Robert Edwards? He played for New England. He ended his career not even in the pro bowl game. It was it was the no. beach it was in the beach game. And he and he almost lost his leg. It's it's scary. And you look at guys that have gotten injured in the Pro Bowl and missed time. So the Pro Bowl. So what does the league do? They try to capitalize on the week between the Super Bowl and the championship games, um, because from a ratings perspective, people are still in the mode of football. So they moved it to that week. They moved it to Orlando. So now it's it's not a, a as as far of a trip. I. What the Pro Bowl has become is now what they're doing this year, and they did it Sunday, they tested um, two rules, right? And so the first rule was what Denver proposed last offseason, which is the fourth and 15 in lieu of the onside kick. So if you're going to go onside rather than um, go onside because a couple things, onside kicks are there's a higher rate of injury and the success rate has gone down. The success rate has gone down. And so they want to go to a fourth and 15 from the 25. Um, I don't know. I don't love it. I don't know what you guys think. I, I just think, look, even if the onside kick is a, and I know we talked about it on the show, it was, I think, uh, I don't have the final numbers, but I think there were, you know, maybe eight or nine successful onside kicks, um, planned onside kicks this year, and the percentage, you know, was it was pretty low early in the season, less than four percent. It 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 went up. Historically, it's been around thirteen percent. I think just the just the idea that the onside kick is there and the potential to be recovered and and to be successful keeps the game interesting. And it and it and it's not, you know, I, I just fourth and fifteen from the from the twenty five. It's not necessarily a safer play. You still have injuries no, guys on that. Can get hurt. And it just feels like, I don't know, this doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like football to me. Well, to me, it just seems gimmicky. You know, like, it's cool because it adds excitement to the end of the game. But but it's like, if you're, what what good is it? If you have a 21-point lead, you've worked your entire, the entire game to build this lead. And now all of a sudden, I can lose this lead in a, in a fraction of a couple seconds. Because because they could in this gimmick rule, and then you think about you think about just the the complexity of it too. Like what about fouls? What about you know? Now yeah, you, like you throw a now deep you're bomb. fourth and fifteen. Now you get a pass interference, and yep. now it's a first down or a hold or an illegal contact, and it's an automatic first down. You know, offside. And then you got you're gonna you're gonna replay the down if they don't make it. You're extending you're extending the game. I just again I get it. I get why Denver is proposing this. And I know John Elway is a big proponent of this and 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 I have a lot of respect for John. I know John very well and and he's on the competition committee. I just don't think the support is there for this right now. 
We'll see. The other rule, which we've been through this, is they they were going to not call false starts on flexed receivers, so a wideout that flinches. They're going to be lenient on that, and I get the reason why. they, they You don't want a lot of pre-snap fouls. You don't want a lot of those because there's no action. They delay the game. They increase the downtime. But to me, look, just hold your water. Don't fall start. If you fall, because now you're going to relax on a receiver who flinches and now the defense jumps and you're going to have to call it. You know, are you calling it on the receiver if the defense jumps? If the defense doesn't jump, you don't call it. There's, it's very hard to be consistent. We've done this before. And what we learned was it doesn't work. It just, in my opinion, it doesn't work. A false start is a false start. And you can't, you can't, kind of devalue the fact that the offense moved and that can that can create an advantage it can create a disadvantage um, there's a lot of things that can happen there and I, and I think that it's it would be a mistake to go forward with that in the in the regular season thoughts on that no nothing you guys are just you guys are just no I, I agree like you you definitely you definitely see to where it would, would be a disadvantage to the defensive back who who sees the guy and then he's waiting for the call, but the call doesn't come. And now he's looking at, at the at the official and the waiting for the flag. The, the guy goes past him and beats him for a touchdown. Well, like it's, it's like the indoor football league or whatever where they go, these ridiculous running starts. Well, the Canadian football I mean, league has that. That. Is that, is that. That would be Canada, Joe. Yeah. It's the, it's the country is, that is north of the United States. It's our it neighbors is. to the north. Which they are yeah, they get that huge running start. Lovely people. I love Canadians. I've never been. Uh, you never been to Canada. You've never been to Canada. Canada no, I've been wanting amazing. to go to Montreal. Though. Montreal, Vancouver's Toronto, great. Edmonton's it's, awesome. It's beautiful. Winnipeg, um, Brandon, Manitoba. Um, Travis knows way too much <laughs> about Canada, but that's besides. Drinking age was eighteen and nineteen when I was in college in North Dakota. So we drive oh, there. That's right. That's it was great. North, North Dakota thing. All right, so that's the Pro Bowl. Let's talk um, a little UFC. You know, McGregor and Cowboy. What What do we think about that? I, I, I have my. I want to hear your guys' take on that first because I have my thoughts. I have a. I. I'll, I think. I think it was fixed. I'm just going to go. It's out, funny. I'm just going to say it. It's I think funny it was fixed. that I don't think it was fixed, but I do think it was as fixed a fight could be before the fight started. He was yeah the perfect opponent. The reality is is that the UFC they need, need Connor, Connor to win. They need Connor to be relevant. Not not. They need Connor to be relevant. Okay, they don't need him necessarily to to go ten and zero in his next ten fights, but they need him to be relevant. And if he would have lost that fight, his next fight, he's no longer. That means his last win was against Eddie Alvarez in two thousand what sixteen or whatever that was. He's going back away, so he has to be relevant. And I think Cowboy was the perfect opponent because he's he's a name. He's been one of the most successful fighters, one of the most exciting fighters, but it's like, it's like a, a, you know, a boxer when their button has been pushed too many times, his chin is gone. Like his chin is gone. He was going to go in with the mindset of when, if I'm fighting Conor McGregor and I have any kind of a ground game, I'm going to take him down. Right. I'm going to, Khabib is, he showed like, I'll eventually get him to the ground and then he's in my world and he's a fish out of water. But Connor's got a better ground game than most he people does, think. He does have a better ground game than most people think. But with what Connor, you have to survive the first onslaught. You have to survive that first minute and a half, two minute onslaught. And if you can survive that, then now it starts to tip in your in your favor. And you've seen it. You've seen it against Nick uh, Nate Diaz. You've seen it. Obviously, Khabib, those longer fights. And so you survive that, and he is. He's not that he's not the same, but Cowboy was going to go in and he was going to stand. I, the thing that bothered me was I don't, the, the shoulder strike. I didn't even know that was legal. That was what I was going to ask But the you. shoulder strike, like I get it. It's unexpected, but you know, I saw two, I saw two different takes on it, on the shoulder strikes. I, I read, um, I saw Michael Bisping talk about it and he said, it's just an annoyance. He said, the shoulder strike is not, it's like, it's like a foot stomp. It's like, stop. What, what, stop doing that. And then I saw um, Chael Sonnen talk about the fact that he didn't expect it. And it was one of those, like, when you don't expect it, that can, that can take you. Well, it did break his nose. And, and Chael said, 
pointed out that Connor has like a, a bone that protrudes out of his shoulder. Yeah, his collarbone or whatever it is, the clavicle. I, I just, it just didn't, like it was, it was, it was predetermined without being fixed that Connor was going to win that fight. It, they just had the, the DAC was stacked. And because th- they needed to be relevant. And now it opens up all the possibilities. What what do you want to do? You want to do, and I love, I mean, I love Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz was weak <laughs> as after the fight. He <laughs> tweeted it out. I love Nate Diaz. Yeah. Um, so, you know, could you have a third flight fight with Nate? Do, you know, Masvidal, which I think would be a mistake. Um, you know, you could have a rematch with Khabib, which I think will end the same way. But it just opens up all those doors. And that's you know, why I think it was fixed. There's so much motive for that for for Connor to win that fight, yeah. and and also the way I mean we've seen Cowboy look and he's good. He's a great fighter, and the way he lost that fight to me is just like, eh. well, there was no I mean, he no resistance. His hand there was as no the resistance. kick was coming in. I I it's yeah. I don't think it was fixed. I don't think he took a dive. I just think it was it was that was the opponent. It was the perfect opponent for him to come back, have an impressive win. Over a guy like that, and now again the opportunities because he's the cash cow for the for the UFC. I agree and, uh, with you on that. Like watching it, not being like a huge UFC MMA guy, like I thought it was I thought it was a cool fight. Like I didn't think for a second that it was fixed. I'd never even thought about it until you guys mentioned it now. So as as kind of an outsider to to watching, how the many sport, Cerrone fights have you seen before that one? don't think I've yeah, watched any. Yeah, just, so I, I don't know the guy. And the, and the, I, think, well, I just I mean, think Travis, if I, if I grab you and hit you with my shoulder, how many times are you going to let me hit you with my shoulder before you move your head? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll probably once. I also I just think, think he is, I, th- I think he's done. I think he is, you look at his past, you know, I don't know what the record was, but he's lost, he's lost like something, you know, four out of his last five fights, whatever yeah. it is. He, he's been stopped in, in, in a couple of those. And I think he's just, it's time, you know. Well, this guy has been through wars. This yeah. guy has been through wars. He kind of, you know, when you think about you think about a boxing equivalent, and I think about somebody like Arturo Gotti, you know, and you think about the wars that he has been, like Mickey Ward, and and those types of fights, and you just you can't you can't do it. You know, for, he had some of the nastiest knockouts too, man. He was yeah. he's a great fighter, and he says he's still going so. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't turn out because like, I, like I don't. Yeah, I Chuck seeing Chuck against Tito and that like he, and and I get it. And meanwhile, you know, that's a guy, Chuck Liddell story. You know, Chuck and and Jay Glazer are close. I got to hang out with Chuck through Jay and got to know him, uh, you know, a little bit. And we went out, we went out one night in New York, me and Chuck and Jay. And he's a Dodger fan, Chuck, and I'm a Dodger fan. And it was the night that the Dodgers hit back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs to win a game, okay? And it happened to be on at the bar we were at, and he punched me every time they hit a home run (laughs) in the arm. And the first first one was, the first one was like, they're, they're coming back. And he punched me, and it wasn't, um... It was like, you know, the first one. And then the second one, it was a little bit harder. And then they hit back-to-back-to-back home runs, and the third one was like, okay, ow. (laughs) Like, that, no, that, like, really. And then they hit another one, and I was like, I had to, like, get ready, like, get in a position. And he punched, and I was like, you, dude, stop. Like, you you knock people out. You're punching me in the arm. I'm not going to be able to move tomorrow because you're an ass and but yeah i'm surprised glazer wasn't hitting you on the other arm no that was the night we met mickey rourke (laughs) oh i remember jay told the story story, we met mickey rourke and i was sitting in a in a nightclub at 3 a.m with chuck liddell doing cartwheels on the dance floor eating (laughs) grilled cheese chance grilled cheese sandwiches drinking mojitos with mickey rourke jay glazer and like three other random people i don't know who they were so amazing you could hear all about it on. It sounds like true Hollywood stories with uh, true Hollywood stories. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but let's talk about let's do a little life rule breakdown. And so, Joe, you wanted to talk about like celebrity, ahead. like celebrity sightings, and how do you? What are the rules? What are the rules around sightings? Yes, yeah. and what? Because you were on a plane the other day. We got so I was text. on. A, I was on a plane, and this was the question. I said, "Hey, I'm sitting. I'm sitting next to a." 
I didn't say former player, but I said a guy who who's played for both. I'm flying from Houston to LA, and I'm sitting on the plane next to a guy that played for both the Rockets and the Lakers. Can you guess who it is? And and uh, Scott, who who works with us in the studio, he guessed Trevor Ariza, which is a good guess. Yeah, that was a I good said, guess. But I said not. It's a it's not a current player. It's a yeah. former player. And and then Joe guessed Big Shot Rob. So who's a legend? I mean, this is a legend, guy that's yeah. won. He won championships with the Rockets and the Lakers. And but I didn't feel compelled to. I have a very high tolerance, and so I'm not like Travis and um, you know in media and whatever. But but I have a very high tolerance for <laughs> for celebrities, and there's a very small list of celebrities that I would actually approach. Robert Ori, while I was a big fan, didn't I didn't say anything to him. He's not that level. That's like Kobe to me. I didn't I didn't say anything to him. Kobe, because your level's higher than my level. <laughs> But at what level and how many people, let's come up, Joe, you have three people. That's it. You have three that if you see, you would go up to. If though, if, if you, all you could have is three and I say, Joe, you're going to meet these three people, who are your three? Wow. A lot of pressure. Who That's, is it? I, um, well, I could tell you that when I was the Super Bowl party that let we me give at. you okay, but let me give you let me give you a name and you tell me yes or no. Okay. And then and then you can go into so if Cristiano Ronaldo. I wouldn't even know who he was. Okay. So so that's you're not you know, he's got the most Instagram followers of anyone I, in I the wouldn't world, say anything. by the way. But okay. No, I wouldn't so say that. So most famous either. I'm not a soccer yeah. fan. Most yeah. famous athlete. In, that's in fine. The world. Michael that's Jordan. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Tiger Woods, I think Michael yeah. Jordan's one I think I would have to okay, go say. So, hi so to. we would all agree, and I and I would agree that Michael Jordan would be definitely one. Yeah. That that's probably would, think, why he doesn't go out in public anywhere. I think Tom Brady's probably up there. Joe Rogan for me, I think I love Joe Rogan, man. He's like the Oprah for dudes. <laughs> I would I would I would approach Joe Rogan because I feel like Joe Rogan and I have a lot in common. So we both done stand up. We both host very successful podcasts. <laughs> and we've both been on TV. Yeah. And we both like MMA. So I feel like me and Joe Rogan are are kind of, you know, mine are different. Yeah, mine are different. Like that whole Super Bowl week I was there. We saw every football player. I didn't say anything to any of them. Saw John Jones. Like, I gotta say hi to, I gotta say something to John Jones. When I used to live in Malibu, we'd see actors all the time, didn't care. Saw Hicks and Gracie at sushi one time, and about like, oh my god, that's Hicks and Gracie. So I'm just, to, I don't. But think who, I'm, if like, you could pick three, three like off the top of your head, who are the three that you did? You definitely have Michael to Jordan. Say something to. Um, you know, would have been Kobe for sure. Okay. Um, probably DC man. I'm a big, big Daniel Cormier fan. Really? Yeah. I think we could just a good. We could introduce you to him yeah, at the studio. I, mean, I think he's just a good dude. Yeah. Okay, that's good. For me, I got to put some of the models that I I loved as a kid, like Sydney Crawford and and Kathy Ireland. Like so but, good. But I know, but how do you? So I, what good. do you even have to say to You're those people? So, <laughs> you are so Creep. white. You're so white. <laughs> but like for I, me, it's like I have to have like a line. If I can think of a line instantly, like I've I've met certain coaches and celebrities and things. Like there, there's if you have a line that you're like, okay, I got a good one liner to open with. Story. You told me a story. Who was it? You had like a line. You said something to somebody. I, like I, a corny I, line. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Chuck, it was Chuck Pagano, I think, and okay. and he had coached at the University of Wyoming. We went to school there, and and he went through all the leukemia stuff. And I I went to him and I said, you know, it, your your story is really impactful. It really has touched me. I, I you know I I all the stuff you went through with your leukemia, but all of it you were able to live through. But you went through with the University of Wyoming and you played the football, something like that. It was wow. it was oh, it was God. much better You're delivered so... when I said it before. I always he, he started, la he, he started laughing this? right away and said. He's like, oh man, you Who must be is from this Wyoming. Special needs kid that is coming up to me right now. <laughs> like, what? You actually, I have my third one. Who? Elon Musk. Oh <laughs> yes, you. I, love the God, I don't. I want to be there when when Joe meets Elon Musk because that conversation is going to be like, oh my God. Um, I'm trying to think of mine. Like, I would certainly, if Michael Jordan, I would say you. I, I Marvin Hagler would be one for me. I would love to meet Marvin Hagler. He was, that's a guy that I, you know, have loved for, for forever. Um, I'm kind of like weird in that 
I, I want to meet George R. R. Martin, you know, the Game of Thrones, like, right? Because I have so many questions for him because I've read the books and, like, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to that stuff. And so I was like, I don't want to talk about the show. I don't want to talk about the show. I want to talk about the books. When you're going to finish the next book, because I've been waiting since 2012 <laughs> for the next book, and just so many questions. Um, so I would definitely say something to him. And then I think I'm madly in love with Emma Hewitt. She's a singer. She's from Australia. And she's not like – she she did rock. Now she's like does like more um, electronic trance. And I love her. And I just have this fantasy that I meet her on a plane and we fall madly in love. And <laughs> I had to Google her. So everybody else who's listening, that's definitely looking up. <laughs> All right. So, so what are the actual rules to when you – meet a celebrity like what's the approach what are the i think rules? if they're with their family if they're eating dinner you don't you don't interrupt them I, I don't if they're sitting if they're sitting somewhere and they feel like they're not doing anything and you're not interrupting something i would never approach anyone who's even if they're with somebody else and having dinner i think that's rude so they have to be alone rule number one alone or like not in the middle of something like okay. i I just, for me, the one rule for me is just don't interrupt their dinner. Like, don't go up to them in a restaurant. Like, you're trying to have, you know, and again, you're at a certain level of celebrity, you probably can't even do that. But, sure. Um, oh, the other person for me, Brad Pitt. I feel like Brad Pitt and I, <laughs> Brad I Pitt and Brad I Pitt. would be boys. <laughs> no, Brad Pitt and I would be boys. <laughs> Brad, if you're listening, I know I'm you, sure he is. Like, we would be, it'd be like, I'd be like, oh, guys, hey, what? No. Brad's BP. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just doing the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good, t- good calls. I told you. It's on can you, Can you put it's it on Twitter? <laughs> I'm doing my fake talk with Brad Pitt. Listen. No, it's good. It's on iHeart Radio. I told you. You didn't. Just download it. Whatever. Yeah. You want? Oh, you want to go get? Yeah, let's go get some beers. All right. Cool. All right. Guys, we got, we got to hurry up. All right. Okay. So there's the Brad Pitt call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a rule should be no creepiness with the ladies. Travis. Sorry, bud. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I, I get uh, that you, too. Like, you, a calendar view on my wall. No, but but Travis, I could see you being not trying to be creepy, but coming across as extremely creepy. Well, and that's the thing. I would never approach them. But if I if no, but you would make it like really awkward. Un- I would do my best not to. Yeah, but you'd be, it'd be yeah. unintentional. Yeah. Like you have you have you're you're like one of the most genuine, nicest person. Like have such a good heart, but Thank you, you would make it. So creepy, unintentional. That's why I would never say anything. I've learned as yeah. a, as I've gotten older, just like not approach or yeah. talk to those kind of people. Like like Kobe was with his wife. It was Valentine's Day. I don't want to mess around. Like go yeah, and talk to him. And like so yeah, good. it just just wouldn't have been right. <laughs> All right, there's the rules. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up. We'll do Brandon Blandino. I want to talk about sequels. I watched a movie the other day, and I think. I think two is better than one. So we're going to talk about that next on Good Call. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. 
paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required at your portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. All right, we're back on Good Calls. All right, so I was watching TV the other day and Wayne's World 2 was on. And I watch a lot of movies. I know Joe doesn't watch movies. When do you have time to watch movies? Well... You know, when I relax at night and I decompress, I just I want to watch a movie. And so I really enjoyed Wayne's World 2. And I just watched Wayne's World 1. And I like Wayne's World 1, but I think I enjoyed Wayne's World 2 more than Wayne's World 1. And and I just, I wanted to express that and share that with you guys and get your thoughts. I was a Wayne, Wayne's World 1 fan. I think I like that one better. I haven't seen the second one enough to, to say that it holds up as much as the I think first Joe, one does. Joe probably hasn't seen either. He's too busy. Doing whatever the heck he does. I think I've seen Wayne, Wayne's World once in high school. Maybe. Okay. He's too cool for school. But I just don't watch movies. I, so I, I think for me, I, Christopher Walken, I think Rob Lowe's great in one. I think Christopher Walken is great in two. Um, I, I, Kim Basinger's in two. I love Kim Basinger. I think the scenes with her and Garth are hilarious. Um Wayne's World 1 does have a great scene with Alice Cooper when they go backstage and they talk about Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you come to Milwaukee often? And, and Alice Cooper gives him like a history lesson. He's like, wow, the French settlers have come since the 1600s. Milwaukee, the good land. And <laughs> so, but in 2, I think there's just the scene that clinches it for me is that near the end when Wayne is trying to stop Cassandra's wedding to uh, getting married to Christopher Walken and he stops at this gas station and the gas station attendant is like an older guy and he's like where's the first Presbyterian church on Gordon Street and the guy's like Gordon Street I once knew a girl and, and on Gordon Street and Wayne like Mike Myers stops and he's like really can we I know this is a small <laughs> part but could we get a better actor and they yeah. and they move the guy out of the way and then Charleston Charlton Heston comes out and like crushes it like crushes the scene and he's like oh my god um so I don't know but I, I think maybe it's just I like Wayne's World and if I could combine one and two they're both good movies you dressed as Wayne's World for Halloween this I year, did didn't you? I did I dressed as Wayne great memory yeah thanks well it was only a couple months ago it's not that great Let's uh let's do some brain of Blandino. Let's do a couple, Joe. What do you All right, let's do it. Caucasian rattlesnake. Huh. <laughs> so we were okay, Caucasian rattlesnake. I was at dinner with I have a nine year old and a four year old, and we went to dinner. And so we we play this game where you 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 start with A. And then you go around the table and you have to pick an animal that starts with the letter A. And you keep going until you run out. So the person that, if you can't guess an A, you lose. And then we go to B. So we were on C and we were running through all the C's. And then Luca, my nine-year-old, he's like Caucasian rattlesnake. I was like, not a thing. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, it really is. Google it. And, but all I can think of is like this rattlesnake <laughs> that's wearing like a sweater, a sweater over his neck. Over his neck. <laughs> and he's wearing, and he's wearing like dock siders and he's on a yacht and he hangs out with Travis. <laughs> like, that's, all, that's all I can picture. White rattlesnake. Like, white, yeah. Like roller, like rollerblading and, and like so white. Like just that's all I can think of. Like yachting. When you Google <laughs> Caucasian rattlesnake, white rattlesnake yeah, comes up. I, I just, he's like, no, it's a thing. And so that's all. Wait, like, hold on. You, you couldn't come up with cow? No, no, no. Like we, had, probably no we had gotten, the letter, yeah. we had gone through so many C's. 
Like you go around the you go around the table. Oh, you keep he going seas until somebody till, got, yeah. can't get. So one. he he we were running out of seas, and he said this Caucasian rattlesnake, and I just had this vision in my head, like you know, like doesn't against universal health care. Like I just had this whole like, like thing. Got a Trump and, flag. Yeah, it was like you know MAGA. It was just. Like just this rattlesnake in my head, but anyway, <laughs> what a what, good what, one. What, what you I didn't know where you were gonna go with that. Yeah. I have no idea either. All right, do another one. <laughs> yeah, let's do another one. Rick Springfield is kind of a dick. Do you oh, know? Oh yeah, no. So Rick Springfield. So now you, I definitely have to mark it. So so Rick Springfield. <laughs> Rick Springfield's famous song is what? Uh, the one. Never gonna give you that no, one? no. That's Rick Astley. Oh, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't Rick. No, you got Rick rolled, but no, <laughs> it's Jesse's girl. Okay, okay. So Jesse's girl. I was listening to Jesse's girl, and I'm driving, and I'm getting angry at Rick Springfield because listen to the lyrics. Like he's a dick. <laughs> like listen, pull up the lyrics. I wish I had Jesse's girl. Okay, he, that's Mister Steel. Jesse's girl? his friend. Okay. And he's fantasizing about his friend's girlfriend. And it's not like their relationship is bad. Like Jesse and the girl, like they're in love. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. I know. But, but lately something's changed. Yeah. And then. Go ahead. And that ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl and I want to make her mine. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going, Travis. <laughs> go, go, go. And she's watching him with those eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And she's loving him with that body. <laughs> <laughs> Can I we just, just say it of Travis reading lyrics? Yeah, and he's holding in her arms late, late, late at, at night. night. You know, I, I wish, wish I had Jesse's girl. So does that we can't sound sing like, it because then, then we're, does that sound like a bad relationship? No. Does no. that sound like anything wrong with their relationship? No. Sounds like they're they're in, love. in love. And here he is, like wishing that they break up and that he could be with Jesse's girl. Like I get it. I get it if they're in a bad relationship and he doesn't treat her well. Right. And you're going to be the one that the to, white knight to save, her. to save her. But that's not like that's bullshit is what it there is. Should be, home no, there's got to right be there. rules against dating your friend's exes. I, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> but still, that to me and Travis, we are going to do that every show where you're going <laughs> yeah. to read lyrics, song lyrics. That is the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> give, give me another one. Give me another one. That's the best. Another song? Another brain of Landino. Another oh, brain of I Landino. another song. All right, one more. Guy in hoodie riding bike at four in the morning. Okay. Tells you something about neighborhood. Not even about the neighborhood. Here's the thing. I saw a guy. I was going to the airport. I forget where I was, but it's not important. The city's not important. The the Who the guy is, I don't care what... what Black, white, Asian, Ray, doesn't matter, okay? The guy riding the BMX bike at 4 a.m. is up to no good. Girl, grown man ought to be on a BMX bike. Pyramid. Pier, period. Pyramid? Pyramid. <laughs> period. I saw this guy at 4 a.m. riding a BMX bike. In, what is he doing? He's not dressed in, like, Peloton gear? No. No, it's a BMX bike. It's How not, old it's was the guy? A, was he a, a grown like a man? a grown man. It's stolen then, right? The, he's, there's the nothing. Stolen. You're not doing Hold anything Hold on a second. Good. He could have gotten a text, WID, on my way. What's <laughs> you know, WID? You never know, <laughs> No. There's, you're up to no good at that time. Dude could have been on Tinder swiping away, finally got the love on connection. The, on I'm the, on the bike. On the BMX? I have a friend whose boyfriend does not have a car. He rides his bike from Silver is Lake it a to BMX, Beach. Is it a BMX bike? Why is it? The bike, that's so not, the bike that's is not what, built is for it, long distance. It's that's built not, for tricks. It's, it's not a 10 speed. Taking off jumps and it's not, yeah. rail sliding and things like, like it that. Was not, no, you're up to no good. I'm sorry. That that's, seems, I mean, that's fair. So did you, you, you saw this man? Yeah. I was going to the airport, forget where I was. I was driving and I saw this guy and I'm just like, he's not going anywhere productive. Like he's not doing anything that is going to help society in any way. That's how it, that's just, how, that's just how I felt. Judgy Dean, judgy. That's what I do. So the rule is you can't ride your BMX bike at four. <laughs> no, hours. you can. It's just, you're up to shady shit. It reminds what me of the movie Rad. A, Remember Rad from the eighties? No, no, different. I'm talking about, it's the, the bike is the key. The bike. It's the, the BMX. Remember Rad, though? I remember Rad. 
from the eighties. I remember it was a great BMX it's movie. Not, you know, how many scenes have happened at four AM? Whether they're riding their bikes. Thanks. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, this has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast and be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.